Welcome into 2021. That's right, we have left 2020 and we're in a new year. And welcome to another edition of the Hops and Spirits Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Green, and we have a fun episode for you to kick off the new year. And with so many people talking about dry January, uh, for me, because I do a podcast that's about beer and spirits, I kind of do semi-dry January. Uh, but enough, enough about that for now. Because we're doing dry January, we're going to do our first two episodes focusing on that. And this time around, it's on the hoppy side of things with John Walker, co-founder and head brewer for Athletic Brewing. They're doing some really cool things in the non-alcoholic craft beer world. Uh, we'll be talking to him in just a little bit. Remember, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Hop Spirits, all one word. And if you find us on Instagram, you'll also get some cool things like our bar conversations, Instagram TV uh, episodes, and a couple other fun things as well. And don't forget to stick around all the way through to the end to learn more about our Drinking Buddies Club, where we do monthly giveaways to members, and it's all free uh, with just a little bit of information and an email address. So stick around for that at the end of the episode. But now let's start talking the hoppy side of things, maybe not the most alcoholic side of things, but let's get into the episode. And joining us here on the Hops and Spirits podcast is John Walker, co-founder and head brewer for Athletic Brewing. John, thanks for taking some time to chat with us. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having us on board. Now, for for those that don't know, what is Athletic Brewing? Because it's not exactly your typical say, craft uh, brewery? Yeah, so Athletic Brewing. Um, we were born in 2017 and launched commercially in 2018 as a as the first craft non-alcoholic brewing company that has that had a dedicated brewery and now two dedicated breweries uh, uh, that produces only non-alcoholic beer. And and why uh, you and uh, Bill Schufelt, is that correct? How, how did I say his name right? Correct. Okay. How did you and, and Bill meet? Because I feel like uh, that's kind of an interesting story on how you all launched this. Um, yeah. So, you know, a little bit of the backstory on Bill. Um, you know, he was in a finance career that was really, you know, busy and taxing and I'm sure invigorating at times, but he was... Uh, you know, starting to lead a healthier, more active and productive, mindful lifestyle. And that that life, which often included, you know, late nights and, you know, kind of like normal alcohol consumption just wasn't working anymore. And so basically he stopped drinking uh, just to, you know, make quality of life improvements. And at the same time, he was still yearning for a really good beer and the community and for a tasty beverage to have at dinner that he could order and um, basically not be scoffed at, um, you know, something that was like inviting and inclusive and, and complimented a meal and didn't kick him out of the group. <laughs> so, you know, he, he spent a number of years doing diligence on like methods and, um, you know, markets and doing analysis and stuff like that. And in 2017, he he decided to actually chase his goal after his wife was like, yes, go do this. And so Jackie kind of pushed him out the door and he never turned back. But he was communicating in online forums and I was active. I was in Santa Fe, New Mexico, brewing at Second Street Brewery, um, which was where I started my brewing career, um, just an awesome little place, but we had been looking to come back to the Northeast to be closer to family for our, for our kids. And 
I met Bill and we started chatting. And um, I think, the, you know, the first time we actually spoke on the phone, he, you know, basically asked me not to hang up and not to decide today. Um, <laughs> that was nice, was nice like, of him, right? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he was like, and I think this is from experience, but he was like, so, you know, this this is super innovative and really new in the craft beer scene. And I was like, all ears. He was like, non-alcoholic craft beer. I was like, oh, and it totally took me back. But I I do have to say, like, I got it. Um, you know, it's like the father of two. And I love beer and craft brewing. And, you know, why hadn't anybody explored this really? So, you know, we talked for a month or so back and forth and, um Connie and I packed our kids and our dogs up and wound up moving back to Connecticut in 2017 to start the R&D phase of of our craft non-alcoholic brewery. And, and now that phase was a, a lot of home brewing, right, with, with you and Bill and trying to figure out what would work? It was. It was, it was pretty wild. Like, at first it was me and Bill in a 10,000 square foot building which we had signed a, a five-year lease for um, with basically Gatorade jugs <laughs> in, in the middle of this giant warehouse. Um, and basically we started from scratch and, you know, went totally roots on, on the whole program. And, you know, to some effect, it was a lot of like unlearning everything that I had learned while embracing absolutely everything and every trick that I had learned from my, from my brewing community out in New Mexico. And so we, we did that for, you know, seven, eight months. And a lot of that got moved into, into my garage uh, during construction. And Bill would come up on the, you know, weekdays or when he wasn't out trying to sell things or raise money. And we would hand bottle beer in my garage. And he would go out with unlabeled product to Whole Foods and try to sell people on this, this crazy non-alcoholic concept. I was going to say, how, how difficult was it for, for people to kind of grasp, grasp that concept? Because, you know, not like you all said, no one had done this really like you all do. You know, there's, you know, Bud, non-alcoholic, Odul, you know, different things like that, but nothing with what you guys were trying to do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I don't mean to, like, take credit away from Bill, um, from this at all because it was certainly challenging and you know really there were some hurdles to cross um historically and culturally but you know if this discussion was 10 years ago i think it would have been far more challenging but you know trends the way they are people are just kind of you know eking towards health and wellness and mindfulness um so to that effect there were you know there was some ease but it was definitely not easy because Nobody had ever done this, and it was kind of outlandish. And more than anything, um, non-alcoholic beer was, as Bill says, like it was always just this penalty box drink. And so, how you know how you remove that, um, basically, in a first intro and sales and you know meaning athletic phase was probably the most critical to you know just get people to try it. And so it was really challenging, but Bill and now our entire team just does a fantastic job at explaining who we are and why we are and what, you know, why we do what we do. And the beer, you know, for what it was worth, it tasted really great. Um, 
you know, it was a great beer and it was a great non-alcoholic beer. So I think once people started tasting it, they're like, oh, okay, well, if somebody actually cares about it, you know, seems like somebody can make a good non-alcoholic beer. And for, for y'all, I mean, I'm guessing you, you went about it a different way than kind of the, the other guys do non-alcoholic beer. You guys don't really de-alcoholize it, so to speak, right? Uh, that's correct. So, so how do you guys kind of create a beer that still is beer and good beer and, and have no alcohol? Um, you know, it, just like all, all the other craft stuff, it, it starts and, and to some effect finishes with your ingredients. So, you know, selecting the best ingredients. We have a, you know, we have custom organic Vienna malt that's, you know, made just for us. We have, you know, the best hops that, you know, the U.S. and Europe and New Zealand can provide. Um, and so really what it comes down to is focusing on, like, how to harness their qualities because they have these inherent, like, amazing qualities. So, you know, past that, it's basically just keeping them in their natural state. And, you know, we, tr- we tweak the brewing process in, you know, a dozen or so ways along the, along the traditional brewing route and all with the same equipment. Um, we just monitor a couple things a little more carefully and come out with a, a tasty, fully fermented, non-alcoholic beer. And and are there any kind of unique challenges when you're you're brewing, you know, non-alcoholic beer that so-called you know normal craft beer uh, brewers would don't face, or that you all have to be very cognizant of? Yeah, absolutely. There's, you know, the first and foremost, there's food safety and shelf stability um shelf stability so that you can go to market and sit on a shelf and have a stable product that doesn't explode um, or ferment or anything like that because really you know that's a terrible customer experience if that happens and we want to do everything in our power to prevent that Um, so with that is also food safety and you know also staying within regulatory guidelines of, of the defined product and so really you know, learning a lot about food safety, food culture, um, critical tr- control points. Like Bill and I went to University of Rhode Island midway through our research and development after talking to a food safety um, and regulatory uh, specialist. And she was like, you guys need to get PCQI certified. So we were like, we don't even know what that is. But um, <laughs> Got to love those acronyms, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we went to, you know, acronym school for for that and it was fascinating and also terrifying but it really helped us learn how to develop and build out our process and our facility so that we have a safe and shelf stable product so you know that's you know the biggest challenge on any given day but i think we have some fantastic programs that are that are written now and we're super confident in everything and yeah, you know, blessing in disguise, and having that that food safety specialist early on was a was a just like invaluable, really. And for for you, you know, kind of circling back to kind of your your career, you you mentioned it earlier. You were working at a, a, a nice brew pub in Santa Fe. Uh, you guys were highly awarded, won some awards. Why why take a leap from that into something that is so unknown? Um. I, you know, one, one answer is why not? Um, 
just you know is seems fun same you know it's like the same thing <laughs> right it's how i got yeah. into brewing i was like oh okay sure um like i'll give that a try but at the end of the day what it came down to i think was like i really enjoyed the science and i enjoyed the community and the culture and the challenges that brewing has to offer you know as i was getting better and more seasoned in brewing the more i was learning i didn't know and so this was just like cracking open another wormhole to climb down and dig through and figure out more and you know if somebody said something tastes terrible like it's kind of in my in my genes to be like oh well i can make it taste better or i'll at least try um but you know i think part of it too was bill's bill's like what is it it's like infectious positivity and just like you know this will work it's gonna change the community it's gonna be awesome and I think I just, I, I caught the bug. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that at all. And, and, and what drew you, uh, you kind of, I guess, answered it a little bit, you know, you kind of took a leap into just brewing in general. What, what drew you to get into the, to, to brewing and, and doing something like that? Um, it was my wife and a good friend of ours, <clears throat> John Frazier, who was, he was the assistant brewer at Second Street Brewery. And, he was leaving to get his um, doctorate and he was like, Hey, you know, you should, you should take my job. At the time I had, I'd been in metal work. I was blacksmithing and welding uh, for myself. And I was like, no, I don't think so. But you know, it was kind of like a bizarre time. And after saying no, a number of times he was like, you know what? You should really meet Rod. I, I think you and Rod would really get along and I think you'd really like the job. So, you know, he and my wife pushed me to, to go meet Rod, and I met Rod, and, um, you know, he didn't lie. I, Rod was incredible, and we checked out the brewery and just talked beer and, and life, and basically what it turned out I really enjoyed was, you know, like I said before, the the community, the camaraderie, the, the educational components that brewing has um, and lives, and... I, I grew up in food and beverage too, so I was kind of at home in, in the pub, if you will. So I, uh, I jumped on board and I fell in love pretty much immediately. Well, and, and you're still doing it to, to this day, so it must be something that you, you have continued to enjoy, right? Yeah, it, it's awesome. And, you know, I, I just, it's such an incredible environment to be in. And like, you're just surrounded by people who are generally just very passionate about what they do and they love exploring and being innovative. And it's, you know, it's like being in the coolest chemistry class all the time. <laughs> I, I like that. I don't know if I've ever heard it put that way, but I really like how you just, <laughs> just explained it. <laughs> um, getting back into kind of athletic brewing, I finally opened up, up one i have the after shift uh the crisp ipa uh it tastes you know like an ipa i mean it, it's kind of crazy to think that you all can make recognizable beer flavors and styles like how i mean are people just shocked kind of the first time they have one of these uh yeah a lot of times and as we were nearing you know finding our process i was too and it, it really 
you know, like gave me hope, but it's fun to see people's expressions and experiences when they try them for the first time. And, um, it's gratifying and I love it and it's super exciting. But yeah, that, that beer that you opened is, uh, I, it's one of my favorite beers that we've ever brewed partially because it's so kind of out there. Um, I can go down a tiny rabbit hole if you allow me. But. Yeah, absolutely, because it, it's it's different because it's a collab too, correct? Yes, yeah. So we brewed that with Chef Chris Cosentino. He was a a, a Top Chef winner or Top Chef Masters winner, um, and he had a couple of restaurants. And he's based in San Francisco, but he was a Rhode Island native. And we got together uh, organically, basically through our website, and just started talking and. It was like, yeah, you know, I, I don't drink and I love being athletic and I love the culture and I love all of this stuff and I would love to like help design this beer. So we went back and forth a bunch of times and he pulled out his culinary and food and beverage background and I worked with my brewing background and uh, we hammered out this super dynamic recipe that is, uh, so it's got fresh lemon verbena and fresh bay leaves and these are like you know, two of his favorite ingredients that he uses in his restaurants and cooking. And so we figured out how to incorporate those into a, a single hop IPA with a simple uh, Vienna and triticale base. So it's, it's like popping with these herbal and piney and resinous notes. And it's clean and super crisp and really delightful and totally out there. Um, it's, yeah, far, it's, it's far different than anything I've ever had. I was going to say, yeah, it's not like anything I've ever tasted before. And I mean that in a good, a good way, you know, you definitely get the, uh, kind of that, that lemony kick in there a little bit, but it's, it's, it's definitely unique. And like I said, in a good way, not, not a bad way. Yeah. And it, it, it's awesome for pairing with food and also for cooking. Um, I, uh, I used that for my, for my turkey base this year and it was delicious. Nice, nice. I, I like how it comes full full circle with the chef. Um, now, now your your palate is kind of the basis for all of these recipe decisions. How how do you a- approach making beers that people will like, but still kind of recognize? Because you know it's uh, still a little different. It's non alcoholic, but people if they see an IPA, they're still probably expecting some type of IPA. Um. Yeah, I mean, as far as brewing, like I, I don't, I can't really take any credit for it. Um, it's, it's learning from from the masters and the people I learned from and the Sierra Nevadas of the world, and you know, it's the thing about the brewing community. There's a lot of sharing, so like you know, like how people are doing and how they're treating their materials. Um, but yeah, we just you know try things, and I'm hypercritical, um, you know, about my own work and I don't know, just try to be introspective and try to be objective. And, you know, there's some really like amazing brands and drinks that are out there, you know, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, for instance, it's like people love that, you know? Um, so you're going to take cues from, from Ken Grossman and cues from Vinny Salerzo and whoever else, but I don't know, just kind of, looking in and working with some amazing ingredients and usually what what comes out is pretty decent i was gonna say it seems to be doing well well uh, i mean you guys were able to you know buy a second brewery out on the west coast so i mean you guys 
guys must be doing something right, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, you know, we're we're doing a couple things well. Um, really excited, and I, not a big bragging rights guy um, for myself, but because I'm less involved with brewing on every day, I feel I feel okay with bragging for the team now. But um, yeah, we we just won the supreme champion at the international beer competition uh, for our our free wave hazy non-alcoholic IPA. So that was super exciting. And I'm really proud of everybody um, for getting that because it won the no and low alcohol category and then went to the best in show uh, neck and neck with all the alcoholic winners and won the entire competition. Um, And that was totally incredible. And we got two other silvers in that. And so wound up with the North American Brewer of the Year Award. So it was like, a crazy success and so yeah everybody's doing a whole bunch of things right so i'm really really excited about that well and it, it makes you feel feel like that leap was well worth it into you know this crazy challenge of of non-alcoholic beer too i would have to think yeah and you know what what gives me hope too is just you know part of what athletic and bill originally had like set out to do was kind of change people's mind and and, you know, culture shift is hard, um, especially, you know, when you're trying to take something that was kind of like scrutinized for so long and penalty boxish and turn it around and make it something positive and, and, you know, just like great. And so to have people recognize that and accept it is, is you know, awesome for beer, but also for like culture and humanity. And it sounds a little weird and cheesy, but it excites me. Well, and, and it's a really cool thing to see because I mean, that's what you guys want to do. You want to kind of revolutionize this this style, and you know, people can get. You know, you guys have the flagships, your run run wild IPA, your upside dawn golden ale. You do seasonals and limiteds. You are like a real what people imagine a craft brewery to be just doing non-alcoholic that that's all. So, I mean, they can kind of expect almost any style, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, it is totally wild. And I, I wrote this in an email the other day. It was just like, and as I was writing, I was like, this is nuts. Um, but you know, we have, so our two, uh, breweries, we've got a 40 barrel and a hundred barrel, but at each brewery, we've also got a, uh, a pilot system. So we have a three and a half barrel here in Connecticut and then, a seven barrel in California and we have, you know, a team of 20 plus brewers and, and brewer veterans concocting all of the wildest things that you see craft coming up with, um, and getting really excited about it and geeking out about like the next cool, um, non-alcoholic like beer we can make. And so to see that excitement in that realm is, is awesome. And, and then you guys are not only doing cool things with beer, but you guys are also wanting to give back to the communities. You guys have your two for the trails, um, you know, conservation uh, focused initiative. Can you talk a little bit about what, what that is? Yeah. So, um, you know, that, that was a very early tenant of ours. And so we give 2% of all revenues um, back to basically the community that we, that we live in. And, you know, our territory is growing and we're expanding. And so, so is our community. And, 
Um, you know, what we love more than anything is being outdoors and active and healthy and embracing, you know, life outside and trails and sports and things that make us feel good. And so, um, yeah, we give 2% of all of our revenues to trail and park cleanup um, across country. And these are for organizations big and small. It could be your local park. It could be, you know, the Appalachian Trail, uh, you know, any number of things. But, you know, in, in addition to those really meaningful checks, we also get out there, you know, despite COVID, um, we'll get out there as a team and with other volunteers and help go, like, clean up the trail. We might move rocks. We might build a bridge, repair a rope fence, whatever it is. But, you know, we like to get out there as a group and, and actually do it, too. So it's good for everybody and, you know, kind of protects the things that, that we value for, for the future. I, I love that. And I love that initiative. And my, I always ask this to everyone I, I talk with. Um, obviously, you guys have quickly expanded with kind of a second brewery to kind of help keep up with kind of your nationwide uh, appeal. Um, what's what's next for Athletic, you know, 2021? Uh, you know, what, what are you guys expecting for, for the new year? Um, you know, more, more of the same. Um, we've been growing rapidly, you know, as you know, and what we're just trying to do is, you know, build out our portfolio and our, our team so that we can, you know, become more recognizable across the nation. Um, we've got a ton of work to do in our own backyard. We finally got capacity, um, for, you know, enough capacity to, to fill the voids that, that we had. Um, so we're just going to go hard and deep in our, in our backyard and in our country and take care of things. Um, really, we just want to be, you know, positive, a positive force. And we want to help expand the category and, you know, expand the, the meaning that it, that it emits and, you know, we'd love to, to be that craft non-alcoholic beer that people try and aren't afraid of. So we're just going to continue building. We hope to, you know, grow our footprint a bit and go deeper in, in the footprints that we already have. Well, uh, like I said, you guys are making some really interesting beers and, you know, it's, and for those that are worried, it tastes like beer. It's, 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 doesn't pack the uh, you know the ABV, but it tastes like beer, and uh, it tastes like good beer. So uh, for those that are a little iffy, go go try it. it. It's definitely worth it. Yeah, I mean that that's the thing. Like, and you know, our our biggest hurdle, I guess, is like getting it into people's hands because once people try it, they're just like, oh, well, duh, that makes sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it does. It tastes like great beer and if you like malt and you like hops and if you like stouts like there's no reason not to like it well and perfect for you know after a long hike a run whatever it is it's a, a perfect perfect drink to sit down and, and enjoy with friends yeah absolutely well john I, I really appreciate you hopping on here and and talking about athletic brewing and kind of the uniqueness of non-alcoholic beer yeah my pleasure i love doing it so thanks for having us it was a lot of fun talking with John Walker of Athletic Brewing to hear their story, the hurdles they've had to, to overcome in kind of an up-and-coming uh, niche, mar- niche market um, and just you know kind of having to change people's perspectives. It's, it, it was a fun interview. Uh, I learned a lot. 
And, and since that interview, I've actually gotten to try a few more of their beers. Uh, I've gotten to try their Cerveza and their Upside Dawn, not Upside Down, Upside Dawn, uh, non-alcoholic golden. And I've, I've really enjoyed every single beer I've had from them. Now, is it, you know, my all-time favorite? Maybe not, but it is way a million times better than your, your typical non-alcoholic beers that you get that are some brand names uh, in a beer, you know, that uh, some some are trying, others I don't know if they really are, but these guys, they're knocking it out of the park because they're, they're giving you all the varieties. They're giving you seasonals, limited releases, you know, funky collabs, you know, so whether it's dry January, sober October, or you just, uh, you know, don't want to have a beer, a regular beer on a given night, and you want to try something new, I say give Athletic Brewing a try. Um, like I said, they've made me a believer, and I might have to pick up a six-pack from uh, time to time, even when it's not semi-dry January for me. Uh, but before that interview, I teased a little thing that we're doing. Uh, maybe not so little for, for some or for me, but uh, it's our Drinking Buddies monthly giveaways. Now, how do you get involved in these monthly giveaways? It's very simple. Just join our email club, The Drinking Buddies. Every month we'll be doing a giveaway. Some months it could just be some cool swag from people we've interviewed. Other months there might be some samples, uh, you know, for, for our spirits lovers. And other months there might be some uh, nice uh, beer out of my beer fridge. Who knows? Uh, you just never know. Uh, but it's a, it's a fun way for me to keep interacting with everybody and also to uh, you know have a little bit of fun because uh, who doesn't love a good drinking buddy? And our very first giveaway is happening this month. It's going to feature a 450 North beer. Don't know which one yet out of the beer fridge, but it's coming along with a few others. Full details will be up on our Instagram uh, post uh, this weekend. Uh, but f- how do you sign up for it? Well, guess what? It's simple. It's free. Just click the link in any of our social media bios, at Hop Spirits, all one word on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Hop Spirits. And all you need to do is click on our the link in our bio. It'll take you right to the sign-up page. Uh, for the the um, Drinking Buddies Monthly Club and the, the giveaways. Fill out a little bit of information, and boom, you're signed up. And once you're signed up, you're entered in until you leave the club. So if you sign up now, guess what? You're good for as long as we keep doing this podcast and keep doing giveaways, which I hope is a very, very long time. So check it out, the Drinking Buddies Club. Uh, l- details are in our bios, the link in our bios on all of our social media pages. Check it out. The very first giveaway this month will feature a 450 North beer and a couple other goodies out of our beer fridge here. Don't forget to check out some of our partners in crimes at One Sip Beer Review on Instagram. They do near daily beer reviews, some fun giveaways, and they're just a good time. They, they have a lot of fun with those videos. Get creative too. Check them out at One Sip Beer Review on Instagram. And also check out one of our friends of the podcast, Dads on the Deck, for all you millennial dads out there. Or for folks just looking for a good laugh and, and some good information, it's Dads on the Deck. You can find them on Instagram as well or where podcasts are available. Until next time, cheers, everyone.